Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are going through the book of Revelation at a breakneck speed. And we're moving through it. We're in chapter 10 today. Now, we said early on in chapter 1, and we asked the question out of that, is the book of Revelation for the future? Or has the book of Revelation already happened? Or is it for the present? We should be learning something from it today. Is it past? Is it present? Is it future? Some people say all of the things in Revelation have already happened, that it's already passed. Some people say that the book of Revelation is for those who in all ages are suffering Christians, and it gives some encouragement to them that Jesus will rule and Jesus will overcome evil. And some people say that it's futuristic. Well, it's all three, for sure. It's the things that John had seen, the things that were happening in his day, and then it says that it would be the things that would happen in the future. So at least future to John's day. We have to concede that. We're taking a little bit of a futuristic view, although we recognize that a lot of these things have happened. And some of these things we have said are sort of dual fulfillment sometimes, that there's a fulfillment of a prophecy and then there's a big gap of time and then it's fulfilled a different way. So some of these passages can actually be fulfilled twice. Well, we're in chapter 10, but going back over the overview of the book, what we saw, there's a lot of sevens in the book of Revelation. And chapters 1 through 3 had the seven letters to the churches, to the seven churches. Now, those were historic churches that existed in the day, and there's something for us to learn. So, there you go. That's past for us, but it was present for John. And then chapter 4, verse 1, you get to the heavenward view. You're invited into heaven, and then looking down on the earth, down sort of speak on the earth, we have the sealed scroll, the seven seals on the scroll. And it's being opened one by one by one, the seven seals. And we find those and we're in heaven looking at that when this happens. And then after that, chapters 4 through 7, you get to chapters 8 through 10, where we are right now, uh, chapter 10, where you have the seven trumpets. And the seven trumpets seem to be the reclaiming of the earth, the reclaiming of the creation, the purging of the creation in order to make a new heaven and a new earth. And it seems to be beginning there. So chapter 10, we get a little bit of a parenthesis between the seven trumpets. So chapter 9 brings us up to the sixth trumpet. And by the end of the sixth trumpet, a third of the earth is destroyed, a third of the Seas are destroyed, a third of the rivers and the streams are destroyed, a third of humanity is destroyed. And then we get to this parenthesis. So let's read it and see what we can get out of it and then see what we can get out of chapter 11 by the time we get to the seventh seal. So he said, then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven. He was robed in a cloud with a rainbow above his head. His face was like the sun, his legs were like fiery pillars. He was holding a little scroll. That was the other scroll before that had the seven seals on it. It's a little one, which lay open in his hand. And he planted his foot on the sea, his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. So some sort of intercontinental spread there. And he gave a loud shout like the roar of a lion. And he shouted in the the seven thunders spoke. Now we have another seven. Here we have seven thunders. Seven letters to the churches, seven seals, seven trumpets. Now we have seven thunders. What are they? And when the seven thunders spoke, I was about to write, 
but I heard a voice that said, seal up what the seven thunders have said and don't write it down. Ah, what was it? What is that that's to be revealed? And then I, so there are some things that are not revealed in the book of Revelation. He saw it, seven of them, doesn't tell us anything about it. Then the angel I had seen standing on the scene of the land raised his right hand uh, to heaven, and he swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and the earth and all that's in them, and the earth that's in them, the sea that's in them. And he said, let there be no more delay. But in the days when the seventh trumpet is about, this seventh angel is about to sound the trumpet, that's to come, the mystery of God will be accomplished just as his, it was told to his servants, the prophets. So something yet to come. The voice that I heard from heaven said to me, go and take the scroll and open it in the hand of the one standing on the land and on the sea. So I gave it to him and he said, take it and eat it. So that brings us now to chapter 11, which is uh, sort of a mysterious uh, chapter. We're getting to the place now where with the futuristic view, the tribulation period that's coming upon the earth which is to purge the earth and also to restore Israel to the salvation that has been promised to them. All the promises made to Israel will be made right by God. So John says this. Here's, this is a parenthesis. Remember, this is between the sixth and the seventh seal. He said, I was given a rod, a measuring rod, like a yardstick, uh, measuring stick. And he said, go and measure the temple of God and its worshipers. Well, if this is a late date of 90, then the temple in Jerusalem would have been destroyed already. But he's told to go and measure the temple. So this leads people to believe there will be a third temple, a restored temple in the last times. Not the last days. We're in the last days when Jesus went into heaven and poured out his Holy Spirit. Uh, that began a period known as the last days. The last days will end when Jesus comes back. So it begins when he goes up and it ends when he comes back. The last times would be the very last times before the end of the planet, which we seem to be looking at here in the book of Revelation. But exclude the outer court. Don't measure it because it has been given to the Gentiles. So he takes his tape measure and he's measuring the temple and he says, but don't measure, don't measure the outward court. And I will appoint two witnesses now. A lot of speculation about who these might be, so let's examine it. Uh, exclude it because it will be given to the Gentiles. The Gentiles, the non-Jews, will have possession of part of the temple area. They will trample on the holy city for 42 months. Well, that's times, times and a half a times, or the 1,260 days, seven years, tribulation period, that's half of it. And I will appoint my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. They're two olive trees and two lampstands, and they stand before the Lord of the earth. If anyone tries to harm them, fire comes out of their mouth and devours their enemies. This is how anyone who wants to harm them must die. So you want to leave these witnesses alone. God is protecting them, and they've got some kind of testimony that they're doing in the midst of this tribulation period. They have power to shut up the heavens so that it will not rain during the time they're prophesying. And they have the power to turn the waters into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they want. Well, anybody like that in the Bible? Sure, Elijah, 
who uh, he was the one who shut up the heavens. And then Moses, of course, who turned the Nile into blood and struck the earth with all kinds of plagues. So a lot of people think that this is Moses and Elijah. Well, but those guys died, right? They did. But interestingly enough, Elijah goes up into heaven in a chariot of fire. And nobody knows what happened to the, Mos the body of Moses. In Jude, it says that Michael the archangel and Satan were fighting over the body of Moses. So could be them coming back, sent back to be messengers in the last days. Now, when they finish te their testimony, the beast that comes up from the abyss will attack them, the beast, and overpower and kill them. Their bodies will lie in the public square of the great city. Jerusalem is the great city, right, I think, uh, which is figuratively called Sodom and Gomorrah, which was where their Lord was crucified. So the holy city also being the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, Egypt, the place of bondage. For three and a half days, some from every people, every tribe, every language will gaze on their bodies. The inhabitants of the earth will gloat over them. Ha, ha, ha. They're gone. They were prophesying. Whatever they were prophesying didn't come true. They're dead. And they'll celebrate by sending gifts because the two prophets had been tormented. But after three and a half days, the breath of life enters them. They stand on their feet and terror struck those who saw them. And they heard from a loud voice saying, come up here. And they went into heaven in a cloud. At that very hour, there was a severe earthquake and a tenth of the city collapsed. 7,000 people were killed in the earthquake. Survivors were terrified. The second woe has passed. The third woe is yet to come. So maybe these guys, um, Moses and Elijah, coming to testify and then being brought into heaven, raised from the dead, brought back into heaven. Now, verse 15, here's the seventh trumpet. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven which said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and his Messiah, and he will reign forever. Look, the earth is coming to the place where he's going to reign now forever and ever. He's going to take everything back. He will uh, rule over death. It said there's still that thing under, that hasn't been under his feet. Death He's going to take back the earth. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. And the 24 elders who were seated on the throne were back in heaven now, back from the city of Jerusalem, uh, who were seated on the thrones before God, they fell on their faces and they worshiped God and they said, we give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the one who was, the one who is and who was, because you've taken great power and have begun to reign. The nations were angry and your wrath has come. The time has come for judging the dead and for rewarding your servants of prophets and for your people who revere your name, both great and small. So there will be important people and unimportant people, rich people, poor people, all the way to the end. And for those who destroy the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened. And within his temple was seen the Ark of the Covenant. Flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, severe hailstorm. So, the earth is being reclaimed. God is going to fulfill his promises to Israel. He's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. These are the last times. These are the things that are happening right before the, the second coming of Jesus Christ, where he sets up his eternal kingdom. So we'll continue tomorrow in chapter 12.